Hi, this is Hope. This is Kareem. Hi, this is Katie from Washington, D.C., and you're listening to Me Athlete Radio. Hey everyone, Matt Frazier here with Doug Hay um, with episode 7 of No Meat Athlete Radio. And our topic today is one that uh, everyone unfortunately has to deal with from time to time. And that is injury and how you stay motivated while you are injured. And we also have a special interview today uh, to kind of go along with this topic. And that is an interview with Mike Wardian who is a pretty well-known, pretty accomplished vegetarian runner. And uh, he's currently dealing with injury himself, so we're going to talk to him a little bit about what he's going through and, most importantly, how he is staying motivated. Um, so, Doug, how are you doing today? You all ready for Thanksgiving? I am. I'm ready for a few days off work and getting together with the family. should be a good time. Good. And you're not uh, suffering from any sort of injuries right now, right? No, I'm currently injury-free, but um, I have definitely had my, my fair share of of pain, so uh, plenty, plenty to say about this topic, and excited to hear what other people have to say as well. Good, good, me too. Uh, I've I've certainly spent some time on the disabled list, you might say, and uh, am currently day to day, as we all are. <laughs> all right, so um, let's get then right into some of our questions. I mean, Doug, do you have anything else to kind of to say before we get started here with the questions people put on Facebook? Um, not too much, just that i uh, like to remind everybody that we are not doctors. Um, uh, this is just kind of our, our opinion about the whole thing, and um, take our, everything we say with a grain of salt, and you should always consult your doctor before, um, before jumping back into, into running or uh, any sort of exercise uh, if you're injured. Right. This, uh, this is for entertainment. Think of it that way. We are entertaining you with our answers about injury. We are not doctors, so... Talk to your doctor about your specific situation uh, because we don't really know that much what we're talking about when it comes to this stuff. So, on that note, um, let's go ahead and start. So, Brant Henny asks on Facebook, what's a good way to stay positive when you are back to running but not at 100%? That's the hardest for me. Okay, um, well, I think everyone can certainly sympathize here. I mean, it's... It's very hard when you're used to used to running some certain pace, and then you go out and you're winded when you're not even running anywhere close to that. Um, I always notice this in the gym. Like if I get back to the gym and try to start bench pressing after six months off of it, my the, the amount that I can bench is just depressingly, embarrassingly low compared to what it was. And uh, it, that's the hardest part is just thinking it's going to take so long to get back to where I already was. Um. Boy, so how do you stay positive? Um, you know, I, it's it's not the most exciting advice, I think, but for it, it's just kind of looking at where you are and then marking that as your baseline, and then and then it's the good thing about that is that it's very easy to improve when you're kind of generally back when you're at a level where you've been well beyond that in the past. Then it's not you generally can see progress pretty quickly. It's not like you're at a plateau like you might have been at that at that former level. Yeah, so I mean that—that's really it. Having having a good goal that, that's really exciting. That that always is important for me. But I realize that not everybody is like that. 
So, yeah, I wish I wish I had a great answer for that one. Doug, Doug, what do you think about that one? Do you have a trick for staying positive? Yeah, I think that, um, you know, just if you've been injured, then you should probably be incredibly excited just to be back to running to begin with. So, you know, I know that's often harder said than done, but, uh, you know, just making small goals for yourself and celebrating those accomplishments and just kind of celebrating the fact that you're out there running, that you're out there racing, even if it's not your PR times, but... You know, just kind of uh, look at it that way. I think, you know, you'll like Matt said, you'll get back to to where you are, where you were in no time. So, uh, yeah, I mean, yeah. really, you just can't think about where you used to be. It's just sort of you just need to put that out of your mind and, and start where you are now. I wish there was a better answer than that, but that's kind of the reality. Yeah, we kind of talked about that in uh, our last podcast about getting uh, restarted if you've taken some time off. Right. Um, you know, you can't just jump back into it, but. You know, if, you, if you've been injured, then just being able to run at all is kind of a fun thing to do, so. Right. Okay, and then um, Wendy Lynn asked a related question. She said, basically, that she hasn't been able to run in several months because she broke her ankle, and uh, body feels like jello. I mean, I certainly understand that, that feeling that when, when you don't work out, you just you, everything feels like just so weak and, and flabby and terrible. She's not able to manage her stress at all without running and has to have another surgery and then three more months without running. Feels like she will never get back up to marathon distance again. Help. Um, okay. Doug, what do you think? Uh, you know, that's tough. You know, it's always <laughs> tough when you, when you can't exercise, when you can't run and you, you just feel, you know, your body, feel like you're out of shape. That's really tough, but you're going to get out of it. You will get back into marathon shape, you know, assuming that your ankle heals well enough for you to do that, um, you know, you'll get back into it. So just find some sort of other hobby that you can uh, do in your time that's relaxing for you that maybe relieves some of that stress. You know, ask your doctor what you can do. If you can't run, maybe you can swim or or bike or, um, you know, something like that, do yoga. You know, something to just kind of get your muscles moving. But, you know, there's, there's no easy way around it. You know, injuries suck, so... <laughs> You know, you got to stay positive and, and think about the future because, you know, you will go back to get back in shape. Yeah, and I think I think it's not it's not good to think about getting back to marathon distance again. I mean, I don't know, like like maybe maybe an intermediate goal would be to run a great 5K that, you know, just because a 5K probably doesn't take as much training as a marathon, even to run a, a really good 5K. Um, just because you don't have to put in all the miles, um, and you can probably get there quicker. So, I don't know. I mean, don't focus on on having to get back to the very peak of what you were doing distance-wise, but maybe some other type of goal that that doesn't involve a ton of distance. Um, and yeah, I mean, other sports is she didn't mention any other sports, so so that's maybe something she hasn't considered yet, or maybe she just can't do other sports at all. But um, you know, you can do things with a broken ankle. There, can, there you can do weight training of some types and. Uh, I don't know. Lots of other things. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. <laughs> so, uh, Caitlin Kennedy says, asks, um, when do you know when you can get back into training after an injury? Do you wait until you're 100% pain-free? And she mentions that specifically she's uh, dealing with plantar fasciitis. Okay. Um, well, I personally have never been able to wait until I'm 100% pain-free. And I, I think... Uh, I would imagine most people's answer to this is no, like even doctors, because I think, 
I think I think you might never get back to 100% pain free. I mean, once you have an injury, it's going to hurt, and you might you might always be performing at a slightly different level than before that injury. Um, certainly not any kind of severe pain or something that makes you want to stop running. I mean, you wouldn't want to run through that. But I've I've you know rehabbing is kind of a part of the process. So to, which sound kind of I think most mostly means running while you still have the effect of the injury. Maybe. Not not simply having to rebuild muscle, but but even to get out of this injured state. And I know I've I've when I had IT band issues, I would have to you know I'd have to start running and run for two or five minutes, and then it was expected that it would kind of start to hurt near the end of that. And at that point, I would um, you know ease ease off and then and stop running after uh, just a few seconds of that pain. But it wasn't like the doctor said I have to wait until. Uh, I can run for an hour before I can run at all. It was sort of like, you know, run up to the point where it starts hurting a little bit and then, then stop and then uh, rest for a day or two and then come back and do it again. So, so no, I don't think you're at all waiting until you're 100% pain-free. But but you don't want to, at the same time, be running through pain. I mean, I think that there's kind of a, a difference there. Yeah, I think, you know, everyone's different with this and you just really have to consult your doctor. But, you know, injuries... Part of the, like you said, part of the healing process is, is getting out there and, and working it. So, um, you know, hopefully, hopefully with you can get on your feet and do a little bit of running without without making it get any worse. All right. So let's look at Ellie Hill's question. Um, I have just completed an 82 mile ultra. Wow, that's a long way. Along rough terrain, uh, was diagnosed with medial tibia stress syndrome and can't run for a good few weeks. Had to cancel a race. Uh, I feel sluggish and unfit, and cycling and swimming just don't give me the same buzz. How can I keep my fitness up? Um, well, I mean, the first thing that I notice here is it might make you feel unfit for not having run for a few weeks, but it doesn't mean that you are all of a sudden unfit. I mean, that's Scott Jurek, for example, I think he still does this. I know he did before. Um, would take six weeks off every single year at some point in the year, I'm not sure when exactly it was, but he would take six weeks off to to not run and not think about running and just completely, you know, get his mind and body off of it for a while. So, uh, I, you know, he obviously didn't lose all his fitness in those six weeks off. Um, so I wouldn't, you know, I wouldn't worry too much about that if it's just a few weeks. Uh, as for cycling and swimming not giving you the same buzz, you know, I think it's sort of like if it's just going to be a few weeks, um, I would say deal with it and just kind of do do something that's not quite as fun as running, but also understand that you might maybe they don't give you the same buzz because you haven't tried them or haven't ever gotten into them, uh, or haven't considered doing a race that involves just cycling or swimming or a triathlon. Um, it's possible that, that that sort of thing, and, and and some experience doing doing those sports would would start to make you interested in them. So uh, yeah, I mean if you can't run, you can't run, and if that's your favorite sport, then that's too bad. Um, have but, you ever tried aqua jogging, Matt? I never have. I've seen people do it a lot, and it always seemed like it would be a good rehab thing, but I never really, I never even knew how to get into that. Like, I, I don't know. <laughs> getting yeah. into the pool is hard enough. I don't know how you find all that aqua jogging stuff. Maybe you just <laughs> go put it on and get it out of the out of the bin with the kickboards. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I, I have no have idea you? either, but, you know, it seems like people get into that. and It does. You know, it's kind of like running, right? Yeah, yeah. I, right. It sort of is. It's like running on a treadmill, I guess. You know? Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't seem any worse than that. 
So, Ellie, why don't you figure out how to aqua jog? I think that's it. Yeah, there we go. Alright, so the consensus is aqua jog. <laughs> Alright, um, do we have any more? Yeah, I think we have one more from uh, Michelle. Okay. Michelle Han. Han. Alright. Um, so, it uh, sounds like she's been injured and kind of uh, out of her workout routine for about two years now, and um, is trying to get back. She's not 100% pain-free and injury-free, but she's getting there. So what's the best way to um, slowly get back into it? She'd like to start walking a mile again and running, jogging, swimming, biking, uh, where she can. What do you think? We, I've talked about this before, but I don't think we've mentioned it on the podcast. Maybe we did one time. Um, is this idea that you have a mileage baseline. And, yeah, we did talk about this. Last one, actually. Uh, and you can... Generally get back to that pretty quickly once you are injury free and once you're feeling good again. Um, and that's, that's kind of the mileage level that you have run consistently before, not all that long ago, like maybe within the past year you were running and you did several weeks at this mileage level and it was comfortable and it wasn't a huge stretch to do it. You can usually get back to that fairly quickly and you don't have to follow the 10% rule or anything like that. You can, you can make big increases in your mileage. This, of course, assumes that, that you are injury-free at that point, and the injury is not a factor. Um, I guess it's a little bit different because she mentions being cleared by the doctor, so it's possible that she would be injured then. But, I mean, you, I guess what I'm saying is you don't that 10% rule is a good rule, but it's, but it's only good in... Uh, there are many exceptions to it. So, generally, you can get back up to that baseline level pretty quickly and then start increasing by 10% or, or less per week. In the case of an injury, it depends on so many things. I mean... If you haven't, if, if it's like an impact issue where you can't have any impacts, then, then doing elliptical machine, that kind of running, that was, when I had a stress fracture, that was the thing that my doctor had said to do was, I actually had a cast on my chin for a while because, an air cast, um, from this stress fracture, and I could, he wanted me to not even do any running at all, but, but I could do elliptical stuff, I think first with that cast on, and then eventually build up to like half an hour on that thing before I could even, go out and do normal running. So um, your doctor probably won't just clear you. He will probably he or she will probably give you some instructions for for what to do. And I don't know. As far as running, jogging, swimming, biking, chances are one of those activities will not will not hurt your injury. So start doing it and and uh, build up build up the way you're you normally would would build up there. I don't know. Doug, what, what do you think? It's got it's it's sort of general that I'm having trouble answering that. Yeah, no, I think I think you're right. You know, I think just slowly easing your way into it, finding the sport that that doesn't hurt, that hurts the least, um, that you enjoy doing, and <clears throat> excuse me, and just kind of easing where you're into it. And you got to build back the fitness, like we've talked about several times now. You know, it takes a while, but um, those little those little wins of just getting out there and walking a mile or jogging a mile or swimming for half an hour um, can be pretty big, and and that will keep continuing to build on itself, and you'll just get better and better. So. You know, yeah, congratulations and, for getting out there again. Yeah, and two—I mean, two years is a long time that she's that she's been out of her routine. So, I mean, in that case, I would, like we mentioned before, try your very best not to think you need to like your only goal is to get back where you were before. I right. mean, you could just go off on a different path now and do different things. Um, I mean, just pick some. If goals motivate you, pick some other goal that could be totally unrelated to the sport you did before, or the workout routine you did before. I mean. Just pick some goal. It could be much, much less, um, you know, m- much easier to achieve. Like, like if you did marathons, maybe now you're 
want to do a 10K. I mean, just pick those goals and forget where you were, and, and yeah, you can probably get back there, but, but that's maybe not even necessarily the right thing to do. Maybe now it's two years later and you want to do different stuff than that. So just do your best to forget where you were and, and pick a new goal and start fresh. Out. Yeah. All righty. All right, so Doug, um, let's go to Mike Wardian now. And since you and he have talked before, you uh, are more familiar with his accomplishments than I am. So why don't you introduce him, and then uh, we will go to uh, Mike. You know, th- I was really excited to have Mike on the show today. And being a DC runner myself, and he's based out of the Washington DC area, um, he's kind of a hero around here. He's he's a three-time national 50k champion. Um, he placed second place, uh, and led his team to the gold medal in the 100K World Champs. And he has a third place finish at Badwater in 2011. Um, and then he also, you know, he's just running marathons left and right. He has lots of wins from, you know, anywhere from Houston to L.A. And he's a five-time winner of the National Marathon, which is uh, the Rock and Roll USA Marathon that we ran as a Novi Athlete group this past year, which was fun. He actually won that race, so it's kind of neat to see him do that. And um, he also kind of some of his fun things is he's a he holds two Guinness World Records. Um, he's the fastest marathon while pushing a stroller, and uh, the fastest marathon in a superhero costume. Although I did hear recently that that might have been uh, someone might have taken that record from him, but um, he used to hold it, and he may still hold it. So we'll find out. So and he does all this on a vegetarian diet, which is pretty great. And we're excited to talk to him today. So, Mike, I know that uh, 2012 was supposed to be a, a pretty big year for you. And I know that you did actually run Western States, the Western States 100, um, and you had a couple other big races on your on your docket. Um, but your year was cut short a little bit, is that right, due to an injury? Yeah, a lot short. <laughs> it was... Uh... It was uh, yeah, and it was a it was a rough year from the the start. I you know I, I ran in the Olympic trials and it you know I had some issues going into that with um, some plantar fasciitis. So uh, you know I didn't run at the level that I wanted to. I, I think I ran around 221 or 222, but you know that's not good enough for uh, for that race. And then mm-hmm. uh, I was able to to limp through the uh, Houston Marathon the next day in, like, 2.31. So, I mean, it still felt like that was a pretty pretty neat weekend, but it uh, wasn't, wasn't where I wanted to be. And then uh, I had, um, I had a, yeah, a, a bunch of races that, um, you know, just didn't go to the level that I wanted. Um, and I was, I was trying to focus on some uh, – Marathons. I, I was able to win a couple marathons in the in the spring and, and into the summer. I, I was still doing pretty well. I, I did you know okay at uh, the Two Oceans Marathon in South Africa, and I, I finished eighth in the world at the 100K Championships. But just just it just felt off and and wasn't sure what was going on and um, did my worst time at the Comrades Marathon this year. In like 603, which is you know, still pretty good for that race, but just, you know, I was 11th the year before, so, you know, I just, I knew something was going on, and I had mm-hmm. a bunch of pain when I was on my way down there on the flights and stuff, and I just didn't know what was happening, and I, right after that was Western States, and and that didn't go according to plan, you know, I wanted to be up with the leaders, and I think I finished 40th or something like that, and 
about the same time I had done it in previously, and I just knew that something was wrong because that was like three or four years ago, and I'd done like 100K the weekend before the 100K World Championship, so I, something was not right, and um, I wasn't sure what was going on, and um, I was getting ready for a big race in Europe called UTMB, and uh, just uh, did a run to work, and couldn't uh couldn't run home and just it was about a week before the race in Europe and I thought I just pulled a muscle or something and uh turns out I ended up getting an MRI and an x-ray and yeah, I had a bunch of stress fractures in my pelvis and it looks and so I've been I I stopped running August 14th and I haven't run Last weekend I tried to start running again and I was still having pain and uh, so I'm going to be out for at least another month, so like early, mid-December and then um, I'm getting on Monday uh, talking to a doctor about maybe having to uh, get looked at for a sports hernia also, so it's been, it's been not not the best year uh, for, uh, for my running, especially since I've never really had any... Uh, any issues really i haven't had to really miss any time so it's been eye-opening to me to try to try to navigate how to be an injured runner and then uh you know because a lot of time i'm not running so i'm cycling and aqua jogging and doing elliptical and elliptigo and that kind of stuff just to try to stay fit but um but it, but it's not the same as running, obviously. So sure. it, it's been a a, a pretty in, interesting journey, and you know something that I think I'll look back on and appreciate. But right now, I'm anxious to get back to running. Yeah, I'm sure. But yeah, yeah, it's been it's been a, been a really tough year because uh, you know I was I was coming off probably the best year of my career last year, and I uh, was really excited. You know, I, I'm lucky enough to be. Sponsored by North Face, Marathon Guide, Power Bar, Sweet Green, a bunch of cool companies and Petzl and stuff. And so I was excited to, um, you know, be out there, you know, promoting their brands and uh, competing in all these really exciting races. And um, it just got cut short. So, you know, I'm hoping to be able to get back out there and get cracking for next year. Yeah, so what's been the, what do you think has been the hardest part about Sitting up, sitting a season out. Yeah, well, the second half of the season. I mean, I second was still half, in yeah. there mixing it up for you know until about June or so. I think my last race was actually the San Francisco Marathon, and I won it in 2011, and I finished third in in July of 2012 this year. And so, uh, you know, I just I knew something was up. I think the hardest part about sitting out, like to get back to the I guess the question was, uh, I think it's just, I just miss my, my running friends and, and seeing people out there. I mean, it's, uh, it, it, it's tough to like, you know, see all these races that you're supposed to be at. And I've been canceling races all over the place and, and just see everyone performing at a high level and, um, getting, I think the coolest part of, for me about running is just getting to meet people out there on the trails or, roads and at the races and um and just not not being able to be a part of that um and the whole scene is um is tough to to navigate especially when you've been doing it for a long time and and it's you know become part of who you are so you kind of have to look at 
what you're doing and just kind of stay positive because it's easy to get uh, a little bit down, especially if you're not able to compete. Uh, so I've been trying to focus and do some things. I, you know, I've, I've always wanted to bike the Skyline Drive here in Washington, so it's like 105 miles. So I was able to, you know, do that and, and some other stuff that, you know, I haven't been able to do and, and spend a lot of good time with the family. I made, like, every soccer game this <laughs> this uh this season for both for our sons so it, i mean stuff like that's been and, you know it's been a, a blessing to have you know supportive family and then my work has been really uh supportive allowing me to try to you know, get out to these uh appointments with the orthopedics and specialists and and then you know do the cross training you know so i'm still training about the same amount of hours each day it's just um not running so so I've learned a lot about bike riding and and uh, and aqua jogging of all things. So uh, so yeah, I come out of the pool and I've got some you know other friends that I've met al- along the way that are also suffering from injury. So you know it's it's nice to have company uh, and and you know still stay active and um, motivated. So it's it's just making me really hungry for next year. Yeah. Do, you any, do you have any sense, Mike, of, of how your fitness level is, how, how that stuff is maintaining your fitness level when it's not actually running? I mean, are, are you tracking things and, and measuring and stuff like yeah, that? Yeah, I mean, like, my, my heart rate and stuff is still um, pretty pretty good, and and I can get it going pretty pretty substantially with, you know, the aqua jogging and then also with the um, cycling. I mean, you can, you can get some really good workouts in, so... Um, so I'm curious myself to see like how my running fitness is because I feel like my overall fitness is pretty good and I've uh, been able to maintain my weight pretty well um, and you know I feel I I feel fit like cardiovascularly I just don't know how running fit I am so I'm I'm interested to like you know get completely healthy and then you know start building up and then you know, start doing some races and just see you know where my times are based on the cross training. Um, but I mean, I feel like fitness-wise, I have a good uh, base over the years. I've been able to build up, and I feel like I'm trying to maintain that at a pretty high level. So hopefully, it'll just be about getting you know miles on the feet, and and then uh, being able to get out there and start competing again, you know, at, at the level there that I'd like to be at. Sure. Yeah. Did you do any cross training before this injury, or is this uh, all this stuff kind of new to you? Oh, it's completely new, man. <laughs> uh, I would do some cross training. Like I've been biking to and from work for about almost two years, like uh, eighteen months or so, um, maybe twenty months. And so I've I've been uh, cycling, but it was just more just commuting. And so now I've kind of made it more intense. And um, you know, I'll do like a spin session before work, and then bike and to work and then bike at lunch and then bike home and then you know do something else maybe at night or or you know that might be enough so so i i think i've really kind of added on some 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 quality biking also um which is which has been fun man and it, it, i think it's 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 a really good way to to stay fit and and man i appreciate what those guys do they they can <laughs> really get moving and it, it it's a, a serious workout so 
I, I've been enjoying it. And, and then the aqua jogging, like you can get your heart rate going pretty good and it, it kind of feels like running. So you get kind of that same fatigue that you get from running, especially if you do it for a couple hours and, and, uh, you know, I, I like that, you know, it's, it's kind of like running light, you know, but because <laughs> you get the no impact unless you're stupid and you get too close to the stairs and then you get a nice, <laughs> but, <laughs> which has happened more than like once. I don't know why, but, but I've been able to get, you know, the people that I aqua jog with, we've had some races and, and it's been fun, you know, so, um, nice. it's not as fun as running obviously. And, and uh, I much prefer to be outside but uh, you know, if you're if you're gonna do it, it, it's a nice way to to you know keep uh, keep active. Sure. And and I've learned a whole new routine, man. Like there's a there's a whole group of old guys that uh, get to the gym or get to the pool. I'm sorry, right at like 5:30 is when it opens, and you get there early and you queue up, and then you know everyone has their lane and. There's a whole subculture, so 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 you know you're you know, I'm I'm taking the positives from it where I can. Right, that's good. Yeah, yeah. Are you going to turn into a triathlete next year? Is that right? Uh, I've been looking at it, man. It's, yeah, uh, it's something that you know I've done Ironmans in the past, and I've done well. I should say I've done one Ironman in the past, uh, a long time ago, like 1999. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I've always I always love like when. Uh, Ironman World Championships comes on. I like totally geek out and watch it on NBC Sports. And um, my wife's like, "You've already seen that one like ten times." Crazy like, oh, <laughs> So, uh, so yeah, I, I, you know, I was actually listening to a podcast with um, that guy Chris McCormick, Maca or whatever, talking about like triathlon workouts and stuff. And I mean, I, I would love to get into that, you know, later on and. Now I have a pretty pretty nice bike from this injury, and so, and you know, doing the cycling and the long rides, I, I think it'd be really fun. But um, you know, I, I, I right now I, I really want to focus on trying to be the best runner I can be and um, endurance athlete, like you know, tackling like those kind of events. And so, um, I'm definitely not going to stop cycling, but I, I'd like to focus on running for the near future, um, just because I think that. I'd like to try to see if I can reach my my full potential in in running, and I felt like I was still like I'm still on the upswing on that, and um, you know maybe this um, setback right now is going to allow me to you know break some barriers that I've that I've never been able to do before, and I think the cross training will definitely help to um, get me to that next level. I hope and keep me healthy, you know. So uh, maybe in the long run it'll be a good thing. Yeah, I'm glad you brought that up because that's, you know, the point of this is really to to show people how someone like you deals with an injury and how you stay motivated and what you take from it. And that's, I think, a big thing that even people who aren't running at a super high level like you are, and maybe especially those people, can can use the opportunity just to start doing other things. Like I know the only time I've ever done any swimming for any amount of time consistently was, was when I couldn't run and it was kind of the only option. Um, and right, then, yeah. It's pretty cool, actually. Right. Yeah, it, it is fun. Uh, yeah, I know, like, I know exactly like, what you mean. Yeah. yeah, I'm sorry. Go ahead. And then the fact that, that you're saying that this stuff could actually help you get over a hump and get to a new a new level at some point, just just with running, um, you know, that, that's that's even better. Yeah, no, I, I, think, I think so. I mean, it, I can tell you, man, I've always been really, really 
uh, hungry and, and really motivated, but um, this has um, intensified that. <laughs> this has really intensified that, but it's also allowed me the opportunity to, to, to get motivated watching what other people are doing, but also um, just knowing that, you know, I, I've been in the pool for three hours. You know, I've been cycling for, you know, eight or nine hours. And, and, and it's also, you know, allowing me the, the opportunity, you know, to try different types of foods that, you know, maybe, you know, don't work as well uh or haven't worked as well for me in the past but you know i can i can try to see if like well maybe if i add in something here then how does that affect this workout or or that workout so you know there's been a a nice um way to kind of explore some things and you know i've even done some yoga which uh, i always um feel like you know trying new things and um i i've liked yoga in the past and it's just one of those things when you're you know running 100 or 120 miles a week and have a family and a job and everything it's hard to find an hour and a half or something to go to a yoga class but you know maybe now i i'll make that time to to do that a couple times a week just to get those different kind of uh, exercises in and that kind of core strength and and the one i did was bikram so you get the heat training into and that like really specific mind focus from it so um and you know the other yesterday and my i was on travel for work and uh did elliptical and then did yoga in my hotel room so i mean it's something that i probably would have i would have just gone for an hour and two hour run and instead i did in you know an hour on the elliptical and a half hour of yoga and I felt like it was a pretty good workout. I almost jumped in. We were in Houston, so it wasn't that super cold, so I almost jumped in the pool for some aqua jogging, but then I kind of ran out of time. So, um, <laughs> You know, it's, it's fun. You know, I'm I'm trying to make it as fun as I can, and, and I know that eventually, like, the good thing is is that, you know, I should be able to get back to being being healthy again and, and be able to get back out there. Yeah, so uh, shifting a little bit, you, you brought up your diet a little bit. Um, you know, are there any... St- certain foods that you feel like help speed your recovery or that you feel like you need in your diet to kind of uh, maintain this high level of, you know, intense working out every week? Um, yeah, but, I, but I've also like come to, yeah, I mean, I think there's some things that, you know, being a vegetarian, there's things that, that I definitely <clears throat> tend to find myself staples and that's definitely like, um, breads and fruits and ve- vegetables. I've trying to eat i'm lucky i have a company called sweet green here that so it's a really cool salad shop doug do you know them i do yeah i do yeah so so i've been working with them a little bit and uh i was leading some runs until i got hurt but they're just a great company and i've been uh able to you know and i don't know you guys use udo's oil too or anything like that yeah so yeah, yeah. So, so you know, I've been trying to eat uh, more vegetables during this time. Like, I, before I, I, you know, eat a, a lot of carbs, like you know, bread and and fruits and stuff. But I've been trying to incorporate more vegetables into my diet, and, and I feel like that's really helping. And, and it, you know, it makes me able to go back out there and and really keep competing. Um, and then I've actually tried to limit a little bit of the breads 
and and see how that uh, tweak is uh, working because I've been hearing about like the paleo diet, which I think is really tough for a vegetarian, but it seems interesting to me um, too. And then I've got another friend that's. Do you guys know that guy, Mike Arnstein? He's the fruitarian. Yep. Sure. Yeah. So anyhow, like, so I, I've been talking to him and his wife, and you know, it just it's just curious to see all these different people, you know, uh, doing things. And so, you know, I've been tweaking my diet a little bit just to see, you know, if you. It's really cool because you have this experiment of one, right, with yourself. So you, <laughs> if you change one little thing, like, how does that affect how you can work out, or do you fatigue at 45 minutes or an hour and a half, or like, if you eat right before. Uh, you know, I was doing it with runs, but, you know, now, like, if I eat before cycling, like, well, it might, I don't burn the calories as fast cycling as I do running, so, like, maybe that, you know, piece of toast or, you know, I, I use power, power bar products, like, if that power gel lasts me 45 minutes as opposed to when I'm running, it only lasts me 20 minutes, and so it's been fun to, like, play around with that kind of stuff. Or, like, I, I work with Succeed also. So, like, if I take a Succeed on the bike, how does that affect uh, when it kicks in as opposed to when I'm running or, like, when I'm aqua jogging for a long time? Like, if I take one, does it work the same? So so I've had had fun kind of exploring that dynamic also. And, and you know, it's, it's been interesting. But, but I guess some of my go-to things are... Uh, I think I didn't, I kind of got uh, off track, but some of my go-to things are uh, avocados, bananas, oranges, apples, nuts, uh, almond butter I've been using a lot, uh, honey, um, and then I have a thing now for English muffins for some reason. (laughs) 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 And, And burritos, like not like, Chipotle burritos, but just like the shell, like or I guess a wrap. So yeah. I've been putting a lot of stuff in this. Mm-hmm. Um, nice. But yeah, it's been fun. It's it's uh, it's different. I I think I don't know if you guys get this too, but like uh, depending on your workload and like what your body is asking for, you start to crave different things. I always crave donuts when I'm doing long runs. Like my like the last five miles of any <laughs> long run, I'm just dying for a donut of any kind. But now that I'm vegan, I can't eat those anymore, unfortunately. But I don't have much uh, other training to compare it to. Like, like I said, I said I've swum or what's the word? Swam uh, a little bit, but never done anything like intense. I mean, swimming. I'm talking about eight laps in the pool, and then I then I am done. <laughs> well, yeah, but there's this really cool swim that I want to. Have you guys heard of the Bay Bridge swim? It's like in June, maybe. It's 4.4 miles. So that's ah. been on my radar for a while. So, I, like, I think you can start signing up soon. So, like, that's something that I've always wanted to do. And, you know, now that I'm in the pool a lot, um, I haven't really been swimming as much as I've been running just because I like to, you know, get that feeling of running. But um, but it's something that I'd be curious about. So, um, you know, it's this, this time's also made me kind of think, well, there's so many events out there and, and things that I want to do and, like, injury can happen at any time like you really have to kind of seize those opportunities and um you know so so maybe i'll end up doing some races that i haven't done before or events that i haven't done before just to make sure i take advantage of you know the the times when you are healthy and able to compete so so that's something that um you know has been running through my mind also 
Sure. Yeah, that's a that's a great way to look at it. Yeah. So you know, I think that most of us have gone through an energy or injury at some point, um, and it can be as you're experiencing right now. It can be really um, tough to change plans and everything like that. Is there one uh, one thing that you think everyone should, or I don't know, one takeaway that you've gotten from this that everyone should kind of think about, you know, to keep their spirits high and and to to keep moving forward. Yeah, I mean, I think that the the biggest thing for me is is to stay positive. I mean, I think it's really easy, and I think that um, everyone I know that's had an injury and um, that uh, that I've talked to, uh, especially like you know, that when you're aqua jogging, like I I'm lucky I have some people that I see there frequently, um, and it's not all just old ladies and and men but there's other 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 uh, athletes that are there too and and i I gotta tell you i love the old old ladies and the old guys those guys just rock they're just like (laughs) crushing crushing laps out every morning at like it's just amazing like they're just fantastically fit for um for for someone that's just doing it just to stay healthy It's, it's so cool to see them there but um but I think you know. I think it's easy to to get in a downward spiral of just being, uh, you know, like uh, depressed, really. Like, uh, and and uh, and think like you're. It's easy to to say like, oh, I'm never going to get back to the level I was at, and you know, why should I bother? And you know, um, you know, it, it doesn't make make any sense to to wake up early like I was because I'm not. I'm not going to be able to do the training that I was. And, um, right. it's easy to fall into that trap of like feeling sorry for yourself. But if you stay, I think it, if you can stay motivated and stay positive, then it makes everything else better. And I think that's going to improve your healing. And, you know, it, it's, it's something that I think having a positive attitude is, is something that, uh, goes a long way in, in life. And, and it, kind of spreads to everything else in your life and and you know it's easy to be grouchy and and um you know kind of uh on edge and and i know when i first was diagnosed i was in denial (laughs) for for a a while and then i thought about it and i i remember uh that i i i just didn't believe what they were telling me and i just i think you have to kind of accept uh whatever the diagnosis is and then and then I've kind of re- tried to refocus and try to take what that focus I use when I am running or competing or racing and and apply that to trying to get healthy and so like just trying to flip that dynamic and and instead of feel sorry for yourself feel like okay but I think the first questions I started asking the orthopedic was I I can't run what like what can I do you know and and think about it in those kind of terms and um you know, that's 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 the kind of um, attitude I think that's going to get you back on track and get you back doing what you love to do. And 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 who knows, you might find something else during this time that you love to do too. And and I think that a lot of people I know that end up, you know, in cycling or something like that started out uh, as injured skier. Or, or I mean, you read about it and all the time. And and you know, maybe you you know, find a passion for cycle cross or something like that. Um, sure. So, so, I mean, I think there's plenty of good things you can take away from it. 
Um, but I think the most important thing that I've learned is just to try and stay positive and um, know that eventually you're going to get better, even even if it takes longer than you think. Because I think it's, for me, it was it, it was a big deal. Like I thought, okay, I have a stress fracture. It's going to be four to six weeks, and then six weeks come and it doesn't feel any better and then you're like okay this is scary like when when am I going to get better and then you know right now it's been 12 weeks and it turned out I didn't have one I actually had like five stress fractures so um, you know it was a little more substantial than I thought but but I'm still trying to stay positive and, and stay um, on that path of getting healthy. So are you um, are you already kind of uh, forming your race calendar for 2013 or um, have you been holding yeah, off? <laughs> what do you have, what do you have coming up? Uh, well, I mean, I, and the worst part about it was, is I was, I was trying to, uh, to, you know, cause I thought it would only be four to six weeks. So I was like, I alerted everyone that I'm, you know, for, for the races I had in the balance of this year, you know, that, you know, I might not be able to come, but, you know, I, I hope that I'll be able to. And then, you know, as it would get closer to the race, I would email or call and say, like, I'm sorry, I'm not going to be able to come. And, you know, it's just been been tragic to have to cancel out on so many events. But um, but that said, like, you know, I've uh, I've looked at, you know, 2013 as, as a year to try to, to make a comeback. And uh, I've looked at, you know, I am tentatively hoping to maybe do the Disney Marathon in January if I can get healthy, and then uh, the Miami Marathon at the end of January, and then I have uh, the Tallahassee Marathon and uh, the Super Bowl Sunday weekend, uh, so early February, um, and then the 50K National Championships, I hope, in March. And then I hope the Comrades Ultra Marathon in June, and maybe some more marathons like the National Marathon or the I think it's the Rock and Roll National Marathon now in DC. Yep. Um, and I'm hoping some other ultras. You know, there's a bunch of ultras um, for North Face. We have a great um, endurance challenge series, and I haven't done all the races yet, and I'd like to. Know, participate in some of those and um then there's uh there's always some like big hundred milers uh early in the year and um you know I, i'd like to do that and i qualified again for the 100k world team next year in uh, korea um so that's kind of one i'm going to be one of my focus races later in the year and then hopefully i'll be able to go back to um that race UTMB in in uh, France next year if if I you know if I'm healthy and and can run well and I threw my name in the hat for the Hard Rock hundred miler and I'm probably gonna throw my name in the hat for um, Western States again the hundred miler there and I'm looking at there's a race called the Spartathlon in Greece um, uh-huh. in September I think so um, I went to Michigan State so I thought it'd be cool to try and run the Spartathlon as a Spartan. Um, <laughs> yeah, I thought it'd be cool. So I, I, I'm trying to get in touch with uh, Michigan State. And then I also have um, have uh, a really neat uh, proposal into uh, one of my sponsors to maybe do some stuff in Iceland. So if that goes through, I'd hopefully be doing some races in Iceland next year. 
So I definitely, and then, you know, fill it out with like, you know, I'd like to, somebody broke my marathon world record for, um, for a superhero. So it'd be cool to maybe try to get that back. And, you know, there's um, some other world records that looks like they'd be fun to try to compete in again. So it'd be, it'd be neat to get some more Guinness world records, um, you know, while I can. It sounds like you're easing back into it then, just a couple hundred milers, a couple 50 milers, 50 k, <laughs> a couple world records, and just taking it easy. Yeah, well, well, yeah, but, you know, whole, you know the whole point is you got to get healthy first, and then, you know, i got to see if I can handle the workload, too, you know, so, um, right. uh, you know, once once I get back to running and then, you know, see what I can handle and, you know, see what kind of level I'm at, and then it's... I'm not uh, kidding myself that, you know, aqua jogging is not the same as, you know, <laughs> mile repeats on the track at five-minute pace or, you know, 445 pace. So um, there's definitely going to be some adjustment to uh, to get back to where I want to be. But, um, you know, I'm, I'm a hard worker, and I, I've always been willing to put the time in. And so, uh, you know, it's it's... I, th- I think it's going to be fun, and, and you know, maybe when uh, I come back, I find a different way to, you know, crack a nut that, that allows me to get get to that next level, and, you know, hopefully that's where I'll be. Well, we, yeah. uh, we'll definitely be following you and uh, following the recovery and all those yeah, races. Thanks. Yeah, 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 it should, it should be cool, and, and you know, I, I'll try to update my my website, uh, com should have, like, my race schedule on it and, you know, a way to get in touch with me. And I mean, obviously, you guys know how to get in touch with me. But, yeah, it'd be fun to check in and see how it's going and then, you know, see if I found any other neat uh, vegetarian ways to do, <laughs> to do things because it, it's, uh, it, it's, it's, it's inspiring to know that there are, you know, people out there that are, are doing it uh, the way that we are and, and that... Um, you know, I, I I think that there's there's plenty of different ways to to get fuel for these kind of events, and I'm glad that you know people are are trying it, um, you know, without meat. But you know, the meat eaters, I'm 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 completely fine that that works with that for them. You know, I mean, it's what it, I think everyone's got to find a way to do it that works for them. All right. Well, uh, thank you very much, Mike. We appreciate your time doing this a lot and we certainly will check in next year and I uh, hope everything I hope you continue to improve and that, that next year goes as well as you're hoping for it to go yeah well thanks man I hope so too alright All right. thanks a lot thanks Mike alright thanks guys bye bye cool Matt so that was uh, that was fun talking to Mike <laughs> that was fun it's always good to uh, it's always good to hear from other vegetarian athletes um, you know especially someone doing all the stuff that he is and I think it, that fits really well with our talk today because, or with our topic today, because, like, we're, we're talking about staying motivated while you're injured. And we didn't really mention that much during the, the Facebook questions about how do you stay motivated while you're injured and, you know, or even take a positive away from the injury. And uh, that that's a really, really powerful thing. And I'm glad Mike mentioned that, that, you know, when he comes back, he, he thinks it could be, he, he could kind of break through a barrier that he hasn't broken through before because this time off has allowed him, uh, I don't think he mentioned like having just having the mental break and the rest, although he did mention doing some things with his family. Um, but, but you know, that, that it will actually make him and, and pretty much everyone will make you more motivated. You can, you can use that time to get even more excited, realize how much you really do love being able to do whatever sport you do, 
Um, and for, you know, my example is that when I, uh, qualified for Boston, which is, that's something it took me all those years to do. And, uh, I, I had some in injuries in the beginning of that process, but once I figured out kind of how to really run and how to train, uh, I stopped getting injured for the most part, but I did have, uh, this IT band injury was like my first big injury after all of that. Um, and that happened to be, you know, that happened right before my, my actual Boston qualifying race and training cycle. So nine months or so before I qualified for Boston, I had what was really the second worst injury of my, of my life as far as running goes. So I don't know. It just, it, it was a chance to, to not run for a while, think about training, get really excited. I'm kind of into that mental stuff and like goal setting and, you know, convincing yourself that you can do it and becoming totally certain of that. So it was just a good opportunity to do all that sort of stuff uh, and just kind of be more motivated than ever and be more disciplined than ever when I came back. Uh, and I and I was. And I also happened to, during that injury, also, that's when I started fooling around with my diet and made the decision to, to try out a vegetarian diet. And, you know, that, that happened to work great, and I qualified for Boston. So, um, you know, that that's that's just one example. It doesn't prove any point, but, I mean, that it it's my example of how injury was, was great for me. So it sounds like the same thing can happen for Mike. And uh, I hope it does, and I, I totally appreciate that he took the time to talk to us today. All right, so Great. let's uh, wrap this up here, and uh, we're going to post this thing just probably a day or two before Thanksgiving. So, um, you know, wish everyone, obviously, the best Thanksgiving. And, oh, yeah, we um, um, it wouldn't be Thanksgiving without without Black Friday, right, and without sales. It wouldn't be, it wouldn't be being thankful without... Um, then wanting more stuff and trying to get people to buy more stuff. So, um, I should announce that, that just like every, the past few years, we've, we've been doing a, um, some sort of good discount sale in the Nomad Athlete store where you can get shirts and stuff for, for Christmas presents or whatever else. So we will definitely be doing some sort of deal or something like that. Um, so just look for that on Facebook or if you're lucky, your email inbox, um, or, you know, blog post or something. So we will have something. And, uh, I guess that's kind of it. Doug, you pretty pumped for, for Black Friday? I am. I'm I'm very pumped for the Nomad Athlete Black Friday. <laughs> yeah. And <laughs> um, so, you know, in the spirit of Thanksgiving, why don't we go off on a kind of a silly question? So Matt, at the Thanksgiving table, will you have beer or wine? I will have wine at my Thanksgiving table. I will have Beaujolais Nouveau, which is that, that wine that is harvested or whatever, I don't know, released in the fall and People always say it goes well with Thanksgiving, but I will have beer during the day before that. Many, yeah. a couple of them, maybe not many, but several. <laughs> I slipped up there and said many. Great. Uh, how about you, yeah. Doug? What, what are you? Beer or wine? Uh, I gotta go. I gotta go. Beer before and after, and wine at the table, and then maybe a maybe a nightcap while we're playing cards before wow, okay. bed. So, so you're talking about four plus drinks yeah. there? A whiskey, maybe. Nice. All right, and seasonal fall beers. I'm sure some some type of. Oh yeah, Local some quarters and and you know, kind of Oktoberfest, black, brown ales, that kind of thing. Right, pumpkin ale. Uh yeah, maybe a pumpkin ale or two, but not too much. I'm I'm not really my thing. Kind of pumpkin out, right? All right, good. Well, everybody, happy Thanksgiving. Thank you for listening, and uh, that's it. Talk to you soon.